Do you suffer from chronic hip, knee, or shoulder pain? Avoid drug dependency and surgery with Downtown's Healthcare in Denver. Downtown's Healthcare offers regenerative therapies that stimulate the body's self-healing process. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992, now in Lowry or downtown. Jay Moore Tech Talk Show, where we answer questions about technology, explain the way they should work, and why they don't sometimes. Well, hey, everybody. It is John C. Morley, Sir Entrepreneur here, and welcome once again to another fine episode of the J. Moore Tech Talk Show. I'm really happy, uh, but a little sad, because this is our last episode for 2022. That's right. Today is December 31st. Um, happy New Year's Eve to everyone. Um, we have a great show uh, tonight, and uh, this will be the last show for 2021. And then uh, we'll be kicking off New Year's uh, show, which will be January uh, 7th, uh, the following week. So hopefully you will join us on that. Lots of great information. So let's get right into our show. Marcus, it's great to have you with us. Uh, but before we get into our show, I do want to personally thank uh, our sponsor, Aruka uh, Holistic Life Academy, uh, empowering people to become uh, healers of their home and their community and uh, give them the uh, naturopathic herbalisms, uh, health coaching, business coaching, and more online. We'll learn a little more about them a little bit later in the program. But you know, um, the challenges going on in uh, technology, you know, really can be a problem, especially when we're faced with very large theme parks. Uh, and, you know, these theme parks, they run on AWS, uh, Amazon Web Services. And, you know, so they're not impervious to having challenges. And Disney uh, was already facing heat from their fans. And now um, that uh, AWS outage came, Disney uh, was really starting to have some challenges when it came into revenue because uh, their apps is where they were directing everybody. Uh, for the guests to go and basically buy tickets and uh, manage their resources, make reservations. But because AWS uh, outage occurred, uh, it was really starting to put, um, how can I say, a damper on the fun and really frustrate people. Uh, not even Disney's uh, magic could save Disneyland Park from the widespread Amazon web outage. So I guess it just goes to show you that, you know, if you just rely 100% on technology and you don't have a backup plan, that could be vital to whether you stay successful or not. And Disney's been increasingly pushing its theme park guests to use their mobile devices, as we know, to access tickets and make reservations. And uh, it's even put in a new paid version of the FastPass system. Uh, they rebranded it called Genie Pass onto the app. And that means that these outages were affecting people in lots of different ways, getting lots of people frustrated. And the outages underscored the kind of risk a company like Disney actually takes when they put all their eggs in one basket. Having an extreme loyal fan base faces uh, them with embracing of technology that is failing. And although it sounded like a great idea, there was no backup plan. And um, I just can't believe that AWS, Amazon, and Amazon is not, like I said, foolproof. So even though they're claimed to be so great, 
Um, they're not uh, because they can have problems. And just the fact that they let an entire publicly traded company and several other companies not be able to conduct business and people were charging money at Disney to use these apps. Well, that had people a little bit, how can I say, upset. And uh, this week's outage came on top of the recent controversy over Disney's uh, Galactic Star Cruiser. The uh, impending launch of the Star Wars-themed uh, immersive resort at Walt Disney World in Florida had uh, garnered tremendous uh, intrigue and excitement, and uh, it dampened slightly by an eye-watering 6,000 rate for four guests to spend two nights at the hotel. So again, uh, lots of challenges happening, and as one guest said, and I quote, I realize now Disney didn't make the Galactic Star Cruiser for Star Wars lovers. They made it for rich people who think Star Wars is neat. So I think this is the challenge with Disney. Disney's an experience. But the problem is, is that Disney may not be affordable to a lot of families. And this is a big challenge for lots of people uh, that are coming to visit uh, the park. And I think, you know, the magic is not the magic that I grew up to know. It's, it's changed. It's become a commercialized park, all about making money. And it is evident uh, that that's what their goal is. It, it's not really to entertain. It's to entertain while charging the highest amount of money they can on tickets. And so um, it saddens me that the original vision for Walt Disney has kind of been destroyed. Uh, not nice to say, but uh, that's kind of where uh, they're going if they keep going down the path they are. So again, lots of people are frustrated. And you know, the FCC settles with Verizon and AT&T over 911 outages. So um, this is very interesting because, um, you know, with all these challenges that have been happening in the network and uh, that led to failed 911 calls in 2020, the four companies uh, have agreed, that's AT&T, Verizon, uh, Intrado, and CenturyLink will implement compliance plans that adhere to the FCC's 911 rules, as well as pay a total of, listen to this, ladies and gentlemen, $6 million in settlement payments, according to a, um, one of the spokespersons' uh, announcement from the FCC. And I want to quote what they said. The most important people call you ever may be a call to 911. Close quote, said the FCC chairwoman, Jessica Rosenworcel. So um, you never really realize how important a 911 call is. And if you ever had to make one, and when the call comes back and says it's not able to be made, now they have something called reverse 911, where the system is able to actually call you back if you hang up or you don't get through. Uh, but even that system was starting to fail. So uh, that's pretty bad when our 911 systems can't even properly make a call. I, I don't even know how to answer uh, that particular question. So uh, Google is facing nearly $100 million, uh, in fine from Russia over failure to delete banned content. Yeah, this is a, a pretty uh, amazing thing. So uh, Google's not uh, clean here. And the Russian court had uh, fined Google 98, listen, ladies and gentlemen, million over its failure to remove content deemed illegal in the country. The $7.2 billion um, fine is around 8% of Google's revenue in Russia. So don't worry. They, they have plenty of money. And um, 
Reuters reports comes amid a broad pusher within the country to exert more control over big tech companies and the content people publish on their platforms. Google tells The Verge, and I quote, study the court documents when they are available and then decide on the next steps. But the Russian officials, uh, which was noted by Bloomberg, threatened, and I quote, very unpleasant measures, close quote. If Google doesn't comply with the country's mandate to delete banned content, which could include promotion of drugs and posts by organizations, the government says, and I quote, are extremists or terrorists, including these associated with opposition leader Alexei uh, Navalny. So this isn't Google's first time in Russia, as you may or may not know. Um, and it's not the first time that they've been hit over content moderation. So it faces another yet troubling setback by getting hit with a nice slap or a pretty big fine. So Google says the ban is due to the United States and the UK sanctions against the channel's owner and companies like Twitter and, and Meta, which we all know the name is really Facebook, have also faced slowdowns to their services and fines based on their failures in moderating to Russian regulator standards. So it's going to be interesting to see what the heck they're doing and, and you know what's going to go on. But I think it's going to hopefully wake a few people up to things that are going on. But we've said this before, you know, you can't just take uh, media and do whatever the heck you want with it. You, you really can't. You have to be respective. And there has to be a consortium or a standard, if you will, uh, that is going to be uh, responsible for this. So I think that's a very, very big problem. And um, we're just going to have to see, you know, what happens, you know, but these big giants are not uh, going to be shielded from things just because they're great big companies. Uh, I do want to take this moment to, uh, again, thank our sponsor, Aruka Holistic Life Academy. Uh, you can visit them, incidentally, by visiting uh, https colon forward slash forward slash A-R-U-K-A-H.com. That's A-R-U-K-A-H.com. So Aruka... Um, it empowers people to become the leaders of their homes. They are um, a company that has a health coach certification. They equip people with uh, naturopathic herbalisms, health coaching, online businesses, marketing skills. So they're a place for you to learn things and then be able to implement those things in your business. If you'd like to learn more about them, and again, we thank them for their sponsorship, you can just visit A-R-U-K-A-H.com. All right, ladies and gentlemen. So, you know, with all these uh, slaps and these fines happening, they're not the only ones that are having problems. TikTok, we already talked to Instagram before. Well, TikTok is getting sued for, yes, for failing to protect mental health, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, it's like all about the money for these companies. It's about content and they don't really seem to be moderating anything they just seem to be having a problem and if we moderate all kinds of content then we're gonna be obviously breaking the first amendment but if we have content that is going to damage the minds of teens or kids and and, and minors uh that's a big problem and uh they are basically alleging that the parent company ByteDance provides inadequate safeguards to protect moderators and the mental health against a near 
constant onslaught of traumatic footage. I guess they're too busy taking in the dough and not really having time to figure out, is this something they should show or not show? In the proposed class action lawsuit uh, filed in California Central District Court, uh, Candy Frazier says she spent 12 hours a day moderating video uploaded to TikTok for a third-party contracting firm named TELUS International. In that time, Frazier says she witnessed thousands of acts of extreme and graphic violence, including mass shootings, child rape, annual, uh, animal uh, mutilation, cannibalism, gang murder, and genocide. I mean, that's just terrible that uh, they're able to find it that easily. It's not even talking about one. It's like several. And I think it's really sending a message that these companies don't care about people. They care about one thing. How much money can they put in their pocket and how much can they get away with it? Now, you don't have to believe me, but I think their actions right now are really starting to set the stage to what matters to them until we slap them with some hefty fines. So uh, TikTok failed to meet the industry standards for content moderation uh, is what the, the lawsuit is going to claim. And uh, it's just something how, you know, we talked about Facebook, we talked about Instagram and now different ones. And then we had some of the Twitter. I mean, they're all just starting to get into the loop of not caring about people and what they're really about. So I have to say shame on you, TikTok. And uh, I knew TikTok was a challenge when we saw it was going on overseas. I was not a big lover of it. And um, I feel that if they keep going down the path they're going, they're not going to be around very much longer. Hopefully they do clean up their act, but they're all about money. They're all about how much money they can actually make and store in their pocket. So I don't know what to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, but uh, not very, very good. And you guys might know the international CES uh, was not too long ago, the world's largest technology show. Well, it might be in jeopardy, uh, as we're saying now, because of the rising COVID cases in the United States um, and maybe future years to come. Because uh, what had happened at this, as several companies, including Lenovo, um, we had uh, AT&T, Google, and GM that want to opt out. So Intel says it will move to a digital first experience with minimal on-site staff. Ooh. And Lenovo announced that it would suspend all site activities in Las Vegas. Following announcement from T-Mobile, Amazon, Med, and others that they'd be ditching as well. And despite CES organizer statements that they would sh the show would still go on. You know, I don't know what to say here. And Google said, and I quote, we have decided to withhold from having a presence on the show floor of CES 2022. So what does all this say? Uh, and when they say they don't want a presence on the floor, does that mean that they're going to be digital? You don't have to live with chronic pain. Downtown's Health can show you a better way. Joint pain, back pain, pain that sits and waits. Downtown's Health offers an alternative with physical and regenerative therapy. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown. So as we keep watching the chips fall, General Motors announced its presence will be all digital. And uh, GM confirmed to uh, The Verge that it's still planned to attend CES. Now, that's great that they're coming, but it looks like Google doesn't even want to be a part of it. 
And I have to say shame on them. You know, I think this is a really important event. They at least should be there digitally. And, um, you know, Lenovo had said after closely monitoring the current trends surrounding COVID, it is in the best interest of the health and safety of our employees and customers, partners, and, and communities to suspend all on-site activity. Okay, so they're going to suspend all on-site activity, but at least they're uh, agreeing to engage digitally. Uh, Google doesn't seem like they want to even come to the party if they can't come in person, which I have to say is pretty bad. Uh, Mike uh, Sievert, um, and I quote, said, I'm sorry, we'll be missing seeing everyone at CES this year, but we're prioritizing the safety of our team and other attendees. All right, so that's that's nice. Uh, companies like Samsung, GM, Intel, LG, Panasonic, Sony, Nikon, Canon are at the likely tipping point. They've asked some key companies if they're still committed. A Sony rep suggested uh, to us that the company still plans to attend. And um, LG said that unless CTA says otherwise, it's still on board. So CES maps show that LG has a very large booth at CES, but the company said it's taking a hybrid approach, making use of QR codes and AR to show off um, its wares. That's augmented reality. Uh, Bloomberg got into the act and reported that AMD and Samsung are still planning a limited presence. The video will have a virtual only key uh, keynote and uh, Qualcomm, uh, OnePlus HEC still plans, um, has plenty of tents. So, so this, this is some of the comments, and this is what we've seen, uh, you know, with the event happening. It's going to be very interesting what's going on. Um, as you know, CES took place January, actually taking place uh, January 5th through January 8th. So it's not yet happening, but it's going to be interesting to see whether they're going to attend or not. And CES 2022 will go forward as important innovations for world health and safety, mobility, and solving problems will be exhibited. Furthermore, thousands of smaller and medium-sized companies rely on CES for their business. And they've increased their official count to over 2,200 exhibitors, as announced recently. So given CES's uh, comprehensive health measures, vaccination requirements, which you must have to be there, masking and availability of COVID-19 tests, Coupled with lower attendance and social distancing measures, they claim they're confident that uh, attendees and exhibitors can have a socially distanced experience that'll be worthwhile and productive in the event in Las Vegas, as well as a reward experience on the digital access. So um, very interesting, but I am a little unhappy that Google is not planning on attending even digitally. So we'll have to see. Maybe that'll change. Who knows? Uh, it's going to be interesting to see what's going on. Um, I don't know. It's, it's, we're going to have to just wait and see. And, you know, uh, another interesting thing uh, hit the news recently. China, Chinese regulators, they pause a partnership with Alibaba. I'm sure you guys all know Alibaba. So China's telecommunication regulator has paused the partnership with Alibaba uh, Cloud after one of the firm's engineers discovered the log for Shell's security uh, JavaScript flaw. According to state-backed Chinese media, the suspension is because the firm did not log the reports uh, properly for the log for Shell JavaScript to the Ministry of Industry and Information Technology um, in time. And the company first alerted the foundation overseeing the flawed code 
And Alibaba Cloud has not yet commented on the suspension. The firm is part of the Chinese tech giant, Alibaba Group. And Log4Shell is the name given to a security flaw in the wildly used Log for JavaScript software. The open source software is overseen by the Apache Software Foundation. And as we know, that has gone through some major, major challenges. But I think it might be time to start beefing up the security on a lot of this open source stuff that many companies are using. Even though um, you know they have licenses for some parts, they're still using open source technology. And this was developed 20, 30, or 40 years ago. And it just doesn't have the actual protection uh, that people believe it does. So I think that's really uh, a bad problem. I, I don't know what to say there. Uh, just that it is it is a great big challenge. And uh, we're going to have to see, you know, what's going to happen. But I think the biggest thing that we're going to know right now is that safety has to be paramount for our society. If it doesn't, then we're going to pay paying a much higher price than just a fine. We're talking about the prices of our safety and our security and our lives, which are definitely something we cannot put a price on as individuals, uh, as a government, as a country, uh, as a nation, as a world. There is no room for it, ladies and gentlemen. And there's something new that's going to be hitting the streets uh, in 2022. I thought you'd like to know about it. It's called 3D Billboards. What the heck is 3D billboards? Well, there's a couple kinds. So there's the kind that, you know, basically are um, on screen and they appear to be, um, you know, very animated and stuff like that. But now when we talk about 3D billboards, we're talking about billboards that are not just bringing out their content through glasses and stuff like that. We're talking about billboards that have objects that are actually uh, moving, could be arms, could be legs, could be a cat, all kinds of things. They're even working on almost like these uh, containers. And inside the containers, they open, and there's almost like these animatronic figures, and they're going to be advertising. So uh, I think the idea now is that people are going to be uh, marketed to in a completely different way. Uh, we're talking about, you know, buildings that might have, uh, for a concert might have, um, like something that's live that literally pops out. So this is going to be pretty amazing. And my concern is that, is this going to deter from people's safety? Like if it's on a major highway, is this something that should be allowed? We know in some areas, they don't even want spinning signs. This is going to become a lot more intrusive than just a little stupid spinning sign. I mean, we're talking about um, one company is making a, a type of uh, um, uh, fuel sign that literally has a billboard where they have not only the, let's say the thing, the tips, but they have an actual uh, rig that they pour the, uh, the fuel into that would be transported uh, to market or for delivery. So they're getting really high in this. Uh, another one, Guinness is uh, doing one called Made of More, where they're going to pop a bottle out of a sign. The car companies are, are definitely getting involved with this as well. And um, 
Another big one that's coming out is the Astonishing 3D Cat Billboard. So uh, we're going to see the uh, Miller Light Billboard. They've got their bull. That's coming out. And then they've even got a 3D Big Wave uh, that has actually a billboard with waves inside. So advertising is going to be coming a lot more interactive. I see it not only being th uh, this 5D, but I see 3D, 4D, 5D. I see it also being available to interact with the actual user that's close to the sign. And again, I think it might cause some safety concerns. You know, that, that that's a big, big problem. And now your cost for a sign, instead of it being, I don't know, some signs are 2000 4000 or 6000 a week. We might be taking those costs per week, okay, and maybe tripling them. That means we could be talking eighteen dollars to $20,000 per week. That means in a typical month, we could be talking $80,000 to have your message up on a board. I don't know. I think that could be a slight problem. And I think these boards are going to be very distracting. And again, I'm very concerned about the safety factor of these boards. Really, really big safety factor. So we're talking about the LED billboards. So 3D, 4D, 5D, um, and even the animatronics, as we're talking about, that can literally be lifelike and pretty much get in your face, uh, even if they are far away, something that you're not expecting. So I think this is going to have that wow factor for people. But again, it's going to surprise people for a period of time. Once people get used to boards that they can do this, they're not going to have the same impact as they first do in the first year or two because now people will expect it, right? Just like when we had uh, 3D movies. Before that came out, it was nothing. But then once it was launched, like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? Now it's out. It's like, and then after a few years, people are like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's just, just 3D. You put the glasses on, and that's what happens. And people just accepted it. So um, our world is going to get a lot more advanced when it comes to technology. We're going to start using people's marketing data that we learn from them. And based on that information that comes from their phone, how they buy and stuff like that, we're going to be able to create experiences that are going to be not only in a 3D world, but could be 4D and 5D that are going to captivate that person. That means that a billboard might have three, four, or maybe even five different types of messages depending on who is in front of that billboard. And this all happens because the product that they're selling, let's say there might be two or three products that they sell, but maybe one product wouldn't be targeted towards you. And so this is going to be very interesting. So they're going to be able to multi-market uh, at the same time, by only showing one product that's going to be applicable to you. So very, very interesting stuff is happening. Uh, I hope you guys are getting ready for uh, your New Year's Eve tonight. I know I am. Uh, hopefully you had a, a great Christmas. Happy holidays. So what can I advise you to do to get ready for New Year's as we're kind of wrapping up the show here? Well, one thing I want to encourage you to know is that... Um, when you set goals, whether it's 2022 or whatever year it is, you have to get very clear in 
what your goal is and your why needs to be loud enough. If it isn't, your goal is just going to float by and nothing's going to happen. Do you have a plan to achieve your goal, right? Um, do you have enough motivation? Do you have the why? If you have the why, then my question to you is, what's going to keep you on track? And maybe you need to take that goal and break it down into smaller micro goals because maybe that big goal is too much and you need to start celebrating some small wins. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I am John C. Morley, serial entrepreneur. It has been a pleasure to be with you again on this New Year's Eve. And I do want to take this opportunity, of course, uh, to thank our sponsor, Aruka uh, Holistic Life Academy, uh, where they empower people to become leaders of the type of world and destiny that they want to create, whether that's in uh, home health, uh, naturopathic herbalism, health coaching, uh, online businesses, marketing skills, etc., giving you the tools that might be precluding you from getting into the lifestyle that you really want. And you can learn more about them right now or 24 hours a day by visiting https colon forward slash forward slash A-R-U-K-A-H dot com. I hope that uh, all of you tonight have a wonderful uh, New Year's Eve. Um, you have lots of fun. And uh, after New Year's, you really start to wonder what's going on. I'm John C. Morley, serial entrepreneur. Have yourself a great uh, rest of your day and a happy, healthy new year. And we'll see you in the new year with a great new show. Take care. Thank you for tuning in to the J. Moore Weekly Technology Show, where we answer your questions about how technology is supposed to work and sometimes why you have challenges getting it to work that way. For more IT support and tips, just text IT support to 888 That's IT support to 888 and you'll get tips on technology. I'll see you next week right here on the J. Moore Tech Talk Show. Remember, jmor.com. suffer from chronic hip, knee, or shoulder pain? Avoid drug dependency and surgery with Downtown's Healthcare in Denver. Downtown's Healthcare offers regenerative therapies that stimulate the body's self-healing process. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992, now in Lowry or downtown.